What's up, poor fam? You know what time it is. Tonight we got Tales of the Crypt. Demon Knight and Bordello Blood. Oh, yeah. We're doing both of them. <laughs> Let's get into this. Oh, no. God. <laughs> no. No. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, hey, here we are again. So, uh, some of you people made some comments on our uh, last episode, and I told you, just wait till you hear the next one. Wait till you hear the next one. So, we're going to talk about both of these movies. Uh, absolutely loved Demon Knight when it came out. Uh, I remember I rushed to the theater to see this film. And was absolutely stoked walking out of the theater. Fucking phenomenal. So, speaking of that, when did this come out? I don't know. Are you going to tell us? 1995, guys. Yeah, I was already old. (laughs) I wasn't that old. Ryan was just a baby. I was a wee little lad. Um... Yeah, 1995, this one came out, and um, it was directed by Ernest Dickerson. Dickerson. Old Dickerson. Old Dick. (laughs) Yeah, this movie's so so good, but we're going to get to a little bit of uh, stuff about it, and then we'll jump into the um, movie itself. Right. Um, So, as we said, it came out in 95. It was uh, directed by Ernest Dickerson, and um, it had... A pretty good cast in it, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Can you say star-studded? Yeah, I mean, there's... there's, there's Half and half. Yeah, because, you mean, I'll just throw off a few... It had the freaking Crypt Keeper in it. Come on. Yeah. Star-studded. Star-studded enough. Yes. But, no, I mean, you had Billy Zane, William Sadler. Yeah. um, Jada Pinkett-Smith. Dick Miller. Dick Miller. Well, Dick Miller, he's been (laughs) in everything. Uh, CCH Ponder. Yes. Um, Thomas Hayden Church and John Schnook. Schnook. Not like the store. <laughs> Schnook. So for some of you that don't know, Ryan just said the name CCH Pounder. Um, I did not remember her being in this movie until I rewatched it. Uh, she was in one of my favorite shows from years ago, and that show was The Shield. Oh, there you go. She was the captain. Yep, yep. And she, fantastic actress. Yeah, she's awesome. She's awesome. You know, um, cast-wise in this, the acting's great anyway. Yeah, oh Um, yeah, definitely. So, you know, it's a, uh, I I don't even know what what I consider, would you consider this a B-movie? No. Me either. That's the way Uh, I look at it. You can't. Um, With the star caliber they had in this film and the budget that they spent, um, and the money that it made, this would not be considered a B-movie. But I did find out that this was a standalone story. Like, they had never thought about this. Um, they had never thought about doing this. Okay. Uh, the person that wrote the script for it was a guy named Mark uh, Carducci. Um, he was responsible for the script for Pumpkinhead. mm Another one of my favorite films. Yes, absolutely. And uh, he sat on this for a few years before he decided to do it, and he ended up giving this uh, to director Mark Lambert. Yeah, this who directed Pet Cemetery. I don't want to be buried in a pet. Sorry, guys. So stuck in my head. So you know, 
this this show or this movie was not written by the same people that did the show. But we talked about this last week. Almost every episode of the series was written by somebody different. Yeah. Written and directed yeah. by somebody different. And that's what was cool about um, it. And yeah. that, that was. That was a great thing about that series. And to me, they really pulled off the ambiance of that series in this first film. This first, I, I, you know, we're, we're talking about it, man. I just, this movie is so good. I don't consider it a, a B rated either. I consider it an A movie. I mean, um, I just told JT before we started recording, I was like, this movie still fucking holds up. Yeah. Um, I love it. Ah, the opening scene, car scene. Yeah. Car oh, chase. no, 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 no. The opening scene where the, where the smoking hot blonde with the big old titties getting, <laughs> getting ready to get uh, chopped in half by old John LaRaquette. Yes. That's before the movie even starts. But you're watching it and you're like, what the hell's this got to do with D? Oh, I see where they went there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that car scene, man, at the beginning yeah, of it, yeah. it's that just so, scene. so good. The music, yeah. the soundtrack of this is fucking great. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. Um, Phenomenal. But uh, like I was talking about, the acting. Yeah. Phenomenal. <laughs> the acting in this is, 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 all, is stellar. Great acting. Um, the way that they. Uh, like you said, brought in the atmosphere of the mm -hmm. series. Yeah. And this is just awesome. Yeah. I mean, it holds true to it. Um, dark, you know, the way they filmed it, um, really dark and just gloomy. And I fucking love it, dude. Yeah. I love yeah, this yeah. film so much. Man. Very, very cool. So, you know, we talk about this, you know, would you consider this a B rated movie? So the budget for this film was an estimated $13 million. Um, the opening weekend, they made a little over $10 million. And you would think, oh, my God, it's a freaking bust. Well, no, not really. Because it grossed U.S.-wide $21 million. Yeah, a little over $21 million. Um, that's not a bad take Especially not on a movie of this, oh, I don't want to say caliber, but uh, of this genre. I mean, Correct, you know, correct, yeah. Uh, because you have to... I, I could feasibly put Tales from the Crypt in its own genre. Yeah? Uh, you you're, know, talking, no, you're talking about the, the horror, movies? the fantasy, the well, the series, okay. the movies, the you know, they're kind of uh, a world all their own. Yeah. You know? Well, and that was and that's kind of what they intended, you know, right. um when they right. came out with that series. And then when they made this movie, man, it just ah, I I can't tell you how much I love this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Ryan and I both watched it again this weekend. We wanted to wanted it to be fresh in our heads while, you know, while we're doing this episode. And Ryan came in and he's like, dude, you know, that movie still holds up today. And he's right. I mean, you can watch that movie today and still you don't feel like you're watching a movie from 26 years ago. Yeah, exactly. You yeah, know, yeah, I mean, yeah. it it holds up very well. Yeah, I uh, like I said, you know, um, it really draws you in um, from the beginning um, of the movie with just the atmosphere that it's putting out there. The story, this story, I fucking love the storyline. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. Um, the way they played it out is awesome. 
I just it's just it just keeps going, you know. The, the history behind the story, yes, I uh, mean, was very cool, very uh, cool. It, it just is 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 great. And then, you know, we already talked about the acting in it, and then you get into like um, the creatures, the yes. demon, the demons yes. themselves. Um, <laughs> but some of the actors in here, dude, are just uh, <laughs> they crack me up. You know what I'm saying? Um, like uh, what, what's his name? Um. Thomas Thomas Hayden Church. You guys yeah. know who he is. Um, yeah. If you don't see a picture, you're gonna instantly know who he is. Yeah, yeah. He's he's been on a ton of stuff. Well, he was in that show Wings for a long time. Yeah, he played um, he plays a guy named Roach in this. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> he's just fucking uh, just a douche. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's a fucking cool douche though. I love his truck. God, I love that truck, dude. Uh, but um. You know, like I said, Ryan you got to ha have sex with this truck. I would definitely. Of course, you know the good thing about the Crypt Keeper is is the same thing they did with Nightmare on Elm Street. They kept the same guy doing the voice. Yes, and, and that is John Kaiser. Yeah, yeah. John Kaiser. So I mean, you, you know, couldn't have anybody else do that voice. I mean, you really couldn't. <clears throat> His voice is synonymous with that role. Hundred percent. You know, and then like you said, you know, you got um, Billy Zane, of course. Um, and he was Billy Zane was really big at this time. He he really was, and it was odd for him to play this part that he played. I, you know, I say that. I mean, he he had played uh, what was that other movie, The Phantom? Yes. Was that? Yeah. Um, you know, he uh, Ryan's right. He was very big at this time, but he played this part perfectly. Oh God, I perfectly, loved it, dude. Perfectly. Like uh, they never really give him a name in the film. They just called him the Collector. Dude, um, so let's get into some story on here okay. you know, about Go what's, ahead, what's going on. So like Ryan said, uh, the movie starts out with a big uh, car chase. Uh, you've got uh, William Sadler who plays this guy. His name's Breaker. Um, he is being chased by, uh, by Billy Zane who plays the collector. Uh, and Billy Zane is in the f this Fucking kick ass, Trans Am baby. Fucking uh, Firebird. Yeah, yeah. And uh, dude, he's fucking chasing him down, and it really becomes a Firebird. <laughs> I hate it. Oh uh, yeah, I hate yeah. That shit, every time yeah. I watch a movie, they uh, they burnt that thing to the ground. But uh, <laughs> anyway, they uh, end up he's chasing him down, and you don't really know why he's chasing him. They haven't really given you any story here yet. Um, but uh. There's a big car accident, and uh, Breaker ends up getting out of the car before they collide and runs off. And uh, the cops show up at this accident site. You know, both cars are in flames. One of them's upside down. And uh, the cops are standing there, and they're like, man, there's no way anybody survived that shit. You know, a couple of hillbilly clowns. Uh, cops, I mean. Uh, <laughs> I, I say clown, I meant cop. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, gonna, DA. We're going to get kicked off. He constantly talking shit uh, about you, man. <laughs> so anyway, both these cars are in flames, and these cops are like, man, nobody survived this shit. And then all of a sudden, out of the smoke comes walking Billy Zane with not a scratch on him, uh, carrying a briefcase. Uh, what's in the briefcase? What's in the what's box? <laughs> what's in the box? Come on. What's in the box? So anyway... Uh, the, he talks to the cops for a little while and he's like, you know, where's the other guy? He goes, uh, that guy's very dangerous. We've got to catch him. He's a, he's a thief and he's uh, in your town and we got to catch this guy. So the next 
scene they show you is is a breaker, William Sadler, uh, getting caught trying to break into a car by a little kid. And uh, <laughs> it was so funny. The kid's like, what are you doing to my daddy's car, mister? He said, well, well, well I was just testing the lock. He said, looks like it works fine. <laughs> He's like, no, you were trying to steal it. No, 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 I wasn't. You know, well, then all these people come out of the motel and he runs off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and like the uh, before we get off of that, that car chase scene, man, it's just so uh, what a great way to enter a movie, you know, with the music playing. Yeah. Going back and forth in between vehicles, yeah. you know, yeah. um, the way they shot it, sick, this cinematography <laughs> of it was great. Um it really drew me into the movie when I, I remember when I first seen this man. I was already obsessed with, you know, Tales from the Crypt and right. you know, uh, demons and monsters and all kinds of shit. And then this one here just tw- dragged me in. I'm like, fuck, this is gonna be a great film. Yeah. Oh <laughs> and, yeah. And it didn't disappoint. And it, it did not. Did it not did disappoint. Not. Um, so Breaker, you know, winds up making his way to uh, this boarding house, so to speak. Yeah. It's not really a hotel. Yeah. Like it's a. Well, he runs into old Dick Miller. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Willie is what they call him. That's guys, funny because his name's Dick. Everybody <laughs> knows who Dick Miller is. Yeah, yeah. If you've seen, if you don't, just look up, type the name in, and you go, oh, that guy. There's yeah, a lot of those guy. actors in this. He's like, yeah. oh, it's that guy. Yeah, it's that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he ends up uh, running into Uncle Willie and... Uh, he, uh, they're having a drink together out of Uncle Willie's uh, little half pint bottle, and uh, he uh, he asked me. He said, "Hey, is there anywhere around here where I can, you know, g- get a room to stay the night?" And and he's like, "Oh, let me show you a place." And so they start walking, and as they're walking up to the building, uh, Breaker's like, "Is this a church?" And he's like, "Well, it used to be a church. Now it's a mission hotel." <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit. All right. <laughs> so at this point, Breaker happens to look at his hand. And when he looks at his hand, he's got these these stars that are all, like, kind of jumbled in his hand. And they, they all kind of light up, and they move around and form a circle. Mm. And uh, one of them lights up and stays lit. And so there's seven stars in his hand. Now, remember that, because it's going to come into play later. And it looked like tattoos. Yeah, it's like tattooed into his palm, into the palm of his but hand. But it moves around. Yeah. It's really little, cool. Yeah, it's like the illustrated man. <laughs> Shit's going to come to life and kill you. Uh, yeah. But anyway, they end up going into this hotel, and uh, they, uh, you know, he's just looking for a place to stay. And it's so funny, because the lady that runs the hotel is uh, this lady... Her, her name's Irene in the movie, but it's CCH Pounder. And uh, she's uh, she's running the desk, and she's like, I ain't got no room. I don't rent rooms by just a day or two. I, I rent rooms long term. And all of a sudden, Breaker, he's like, oh, come on. And he pulls out this wad of $100 bills, and she's like, I think we can make an exception. <laughs> <laughs> You're speaking my language. You're speaking yeah. my language. Um, yeah, I mean... You know, this is where you get to meet. Then they start introducing all the characters. Yeah, you to you. You, you get introduced you know. to all the characters and things that are in here, and um, you see who each person is and kind of who they are in real life, and um, this and that. And so we get to meet one of the main characters, who's going to be the main character. You know, 
by the end of it, um, which is uh, was it Jerry Lynn? Jerry Lynn? Jerry Lynn. Who's played by Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, At the time, it was just Jada Pinkett, though. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Her and old Will hadn't gotten together yet. Um, and I think she fucking killed it. Yeah, she did. She did. You know. Um, she did a great job in those. A lot of the characters in this movie is another. This is a main, one of the main reasons why it holds up is they do such a great job. Mm-hmm. You know, for what the movie is, and as no, you know, discredit to the movie whatsoever because I think it's a fucking great film. But for what it is, the the actors and characters in this are just they really drive even old uh, Uncle Willie, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean Well, they picked actors that actually have character. Correct. Uh, you know, I mean yeah. and it really drove the story. I can't imagine this movie with somebody else. Yeah. You know, 100%. Uh, uh, with other people, I mean you know, yeah, you could argue that, oh, this guy could do this better, or this guy. Nah, you, I they, think they pick these people for a reason. 100%, you know. You know um, not to, if you haven't seen this yet, I don't know what you're doing. Don't listen. Quit listening now. Go watch Living it, and then listen to this. But, um, you know, like we talked about it, Jada Pinkett Smith, she really kills her character in this, you know. She's like this woman who's just super down on her luck. And her character's her. not the only thing she kills. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Billy Zane just, I mean, fucking murdered this shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, his cockiness, nonchalant, like, fucking, but serious. And he's very suave. and You know, you know just, just. Yeah. You know. His swagger, oh, yeah. everything. But, but he's serious, too, at times. Mm-hmm. Like. He's there awesome. for a purpose. Yeah. And he fucking killed it. And then William Sadler, dude, just as Breaker, hit him in this. I mean, I guess we should go ahead and tell who they are and what they're doing because yeah, they're the main go, go main ahead. ones, you know. You do, it. you do it. Billy Zane as the collector, you know, he is uh, – he collects things for certain, you know, kind of like the collector in uh, <laughs> like in the Marvel universe. Right? Is it Marvel or is it – yeah, it's Marvel. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. he collects these – things um and in this instance he's trying to collect a key okay so if we're going to tell the story let's go all out and tell it here no he's going all out folks. so here's the gist of the story billy zane is a like ryan said they call him the collector he is actually one of the hierarchy demons mm. and what has happened is is during the creation when God created the earth, it was basically a uh, just a dark void. Well, what happened in this dark void is all these demons started popping up. Well, these demons had seven keys, and these keys were scattered all over the universe. Well, the demons have gotten hold of six of the keys. The seventh key ended up on earth, and just so you guys, if you haven't figured it out, it's in Breaker's pocket. Yeah. So what has happened with these keys is they have a they have like a uh, like a chamber on them that holds blood, and the very first blood that ever went into this key was the blood of Jesus Christ when he was being crucified on the cross. So after that, whoever has possession of this key 
which we find out a little bit more about the keys in the next movie. But anyway, who has possession of this key is the one that is going to have to protect it. So whenever they, like, die or pass on, um, and they're not going to die from natural causes. Uh, Yeah, that's for sure. Whenever they die, they have to, their blood has to go into the key. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they're chosen. They're chosen, yeah. yeah. They're the chosen ones, basically. So, kind of like Buffy the Vampire. So, seven keys, seven stars on Breaker's hand, and there's four people inside the hotel. Yep. And then Billy Zane and the cops show up. Now there's seven people inside the hotel. See? and Seven's wild, people. And not only that, but... Um, you know, these people are chosen. Yeah. And um, so, like, when we talked about earlier about his hand and the tattoo mm-hmm. moving around. Yeah. It's kind of like a, a what would you say, a compass or yeah. or yeah. A, or a GPS beacon or something, you know, telling you, well, I think it's pretty clear that Breaker knows that his time's coming. And it's coming for him to uh, pass a torch, so to speak. Uh, perfect timing as JT lights his Sega passing the torch on. Um, so uh, he kind of knows what's the de- what the deal is. So he's looking this. He knows someone in this place is basically who he's going to be looking for. You know, um, that's how I see it. Yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah. Um, so he's not only is he dealing with fucking the collector coming after him. But now he's having to. He's got. He's already has a very important job. Now his job's getting even more important because his time is coming, and he has to find the new. Whatever you want to call it, protector. Yeah. I guess you would say yeah. of the of the key. Um, I really love the aspect of the tattoos and the way they did that. Um, I actually thought about that. Getting those. Get that, that would be a cool fucking, shit. Yeah. Cool thing to have. Because this movie is just fucking amazing. Man. Yeah, it is. I, I love it. It is a really cool. Movie. Um, a lot of movies I, you know, people talk about are great and this and that. I just, I really think this movie for me is a, is an amazing movie. I love it. This movie has got so much going for it. You know, it's got the fantasy aspect. Uh, it's got the religious background. It's got the uh, the comedy aspect, and then it's got horror by spades. I mean, hundred percent. You know, it, it it hits all the marks. You know, it truly does. So as we're meeting these people in this hotel. You know, we start meeting, uh, you know, like the goofy guy, Wally. You know, he's kind of a nerd and kind of quiet and whatever. <laughs> and then you've got uh, Cordelia, who is like the slut, kind of. Um, um, woman of the night. Well, it's funny because Cordelia is with Roach most of the time. Roach has not showed up at this point. Um, he's on his way, though. Yeah. But one of my favorite favorite freaking lines of the whole movie cordelia climbs up on the table because uh breaker's sitting there eating they had made him some food and cordelia climbs up on the table and is laying across the table you know like being all sexy and shit and uh irene which was cch founder she walks by and says get that pussy off the table <laughs> And so she jumps up real quick, and she's like, well, I was talking about the cat, but. (laughs) 
just it was just classic. I just love that line. You know, it's classic uh Tales from the Crypt, you know. I mean it's just uh Get that pussy off the table. <laughs> just hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, and you know, this movie is full of shit like that. You it's know? full of shit, all right. Nah, it's a great film. But uh so yeah, you're meeting all these people. Everyone's getting introduced. And like I said, at the same time, Breaker's kind of trying to figure out who's who. And he knows he needs to figure it out soon, you know. Um, and then the cops and the collector show up. I don't know if there's any, there's not really much I want to talk about in between there. Right. Well, you know? there's not much goes on. You're just kind yeah, of meeting you, the characters you, and yeah. getting to know them a little bit. You know. So um, they show up. And then this is where it kind of gets to <laughs> the situation where the, uh, the situation, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> it gets to the situation. Well, I'm talking about where in the description of the movie, yeah. <laughs> the keywords, the keywords, the first keyword when you look this up is loud sex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, keywords for this film, loud sex, bus, gore, demon, church. <laughs> That's the first thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. So they show up, and um, um, why am I drawing a blank now? Pawn, or the collector is, uh, he says he's a, did he tell him he's a bounty hunter, or he a... Uh, no, he's an antiquities dealer. That's right. He, uh, he... Uh, buys and sells antiquities and he tells the cops that breaker has stolen a piece from him right right and he has a suitcase and what's inside the suitcase is a perfect little spot for for the key <laughs> for the key to be so, so so yeah so the cops you know they approach breaker about the key you know and he's like i, I don't know what you're talking about i don't have a key i don't what, what are you talking about what's it look like and uh so they uh, they pick him up and they search him and he's like I can I guarantee you it's in that little bag right there on his hip and they get in the bag and there's nothing in there and uh, so lo and behold old Uncle Willie is like ah oh, wait a minute I bet I know where he put that key and he they they go and they search the place and they can't find it. And that's when they find Cordelia and Roach having sex in the yeah, upper room. That's, that's where the loud sex came from. Um, and it was so funny because she had the electrodes hooked up. Battery cable. <laughs> and the cop comes walking down with the fucking electrodes in his hand. And he's and he's all the cop's all mad because he likes her. Yeah. It's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, Uncle Willie knows that the key is taped to the bottom of the table where Breaker's sitting. So he... Uh, he pulls it out and ends up handing it to the cop. I think so. Yeah, he hands it to the cop, and the cop's like, is this what you're looking for? And he's like, yeah, that's it. And he opens the case, and that's when you see the mold of the key mm -hmm. in the case. So the cop just lays the key in the case. Now, that's not really how that would happen, but yeah. that's the way they were going to do it. So anyway, the cop lays the key in this box, and uh, they're going to take Breaker to jail they're going to arrest him and uh until they get to the bottom of this and uh as they're getting ready to walk out they said well uh uh you're gonna they they look at billy zane and they're like well you're gonna have to come downtown with us too because there's a little uh, aspect of the car accident you're gonna have to explain so uh somebody's got to clean that mess up 
And uh, he's like, oh, but, you know, I had nothing to do with any of that or blah, blah, blah. And anyway, he ends up uh, <laughs> he ends up punching the cop in the face. <laughs> uh, okay, he ends up punching the cop through the face and the back of his head. <laughs> and this is where the party starts. Yeah, and this is where it gets good. Mm. So he ends up ripping the cop's head off. And then starts punching people with it. <laughs> he's still got those cop's head stuck on his fist, and he's punching people with it. Fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah. Typical Tales from the Crypt style there. Um, yeah. it's. We could talk about this. We could talk about this movie the whole time. Yeah, we don't want to go blow for blow, but there's like some scenes that you, you just have to know about. Yeah, you know? Um, because we know we're going to be talking about the other one, too, so we want to make sure we have time for that and whatnot. But, um, got all damn night. <sighs> I don't have enough alcohol yet. I need some I got some in the house. Right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, um, you know, so I don't want to to talk about blow for blow for this, but as you tell already, all this stuff's going, this is where the, the real, the shit starts to hit the fan or whatever. They end up getting the key back and he's figuring out what's going on. And just the, the rest of this, the rest of the movie is fucking, the whole movie's great anyway. Yeah. Well, and shortly after he gets the key back, they end up pushing the collector outside. Yeah. And once he's outside, we find out that the blood from the key, if you pour a little bit on a doorway, it will basically, it creates a, a barrier that these demons can't get through. So once Billy Zane's out there, he ends up cutting his hand, and his his blood is yellow, and he starts splashing it around on the ground. Well, yeah. as he's splashing it, um, it starts foaming, and then all of a sudden these demons start forming out of the ground awesome demons too. uh yeah and they the whoever did the makeup for this i was trying to find that um did a fantastic job yeah i mean it's the demons in this look really fucking yeah great. i remember when i was i remember when i was younger um watching this and thinking about the demons scared the shit out of me you know what i mean yeah who did the yeah, did it even say it didn't even now. say huh? yeah it, it'll say somewhere here Costume design, makeup, there's makeup department and all that. Yeah, uh, it, the makeup was done by a company called the Todd Masters Company. Uh, Mark Boley, Wes Kafer, uh, Lauren Cavanaugh, and Scott Coulter, along with uh, numerous others. Say, should say. Nobody yeah. big that I see, but they should be because. Demon Effects co designer. They did a. Scott Patton. Friggin' phenomenal job on this. Yeah, man. Yeah. Prosthetic makeup supervisor. Scott, Scott Wheeler. Wheeler. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, great job. Kudos, guys. Yeah, because you guys Kudos. killed it in this one, man. I mean, um, that's one thing I remember when I was younger, man, is that those fucking demons scared the shit out of me when yeah. I was, when I was yeah, a kid. For sure. <clears throat> but for sure. you guys have got to check this out. Yeah, um, definitely. We're not going to go all the way through the end of the movie because we want to leave a surprise at the end. But that is where you see the bus. Um, <laughs> from the... Keywords. From the uh, keywords. But, uh, but yeah, just an all-around killer movie. This movie runs 92 minutes. Uh, you can find this just about anywhere. I actually picked up a copy on DVD 
oh years ago it was in a in a bargain bin i think at walmart it had uh it had demon knight on it and the next movie we're going to talk about which is bordello of blood you're damn right it is <laughs> so yeah i mean um that movie, guys, um, the first one, Demon Knight, highly suggest it. I, I, it. Like you said, it lasts 92 minutes. It could have lasted another couple hours mm-hmm. for me. Um, excellent movie. You guys will not be disappointed if you watch that on a, on a whim or on a night where you're like, man, I need something I can watch. Check it out. I promise you, you'll love yeah. it. And then... <laughs> when, 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 uh, Breaker t- when they're all huddled up on the freaking... Uh, balcony inside the hotel and breaker says well at least we all survived and we're in one piece <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh sorry irene yeah. <laughs> you guys will get it when you watch it but yeah the next one we're going to talk about has to do with this movie and it is bordello of blood which came out in 96, so the year after this. Yes, sir. Which is awesome. Now, this one had a different director, um, and it was directed by Gilbert Adler, which you can tell the director was different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This this movie, especially when you do like what I did today, I watched these movies kind of back-to-back. I mean, I took a couple-hour break in between them. But uh, when you watch... Bordello of Blood versus Demon Knight, you can tell the production is a lot sharper, a lot, it, it's cleaner looking. Mm-hmm. You know? Which I'd, not, I'm not knocking Demon Knight at all. I prefer uh, Demon Knight. Yeah, me over, too. Me um, too. To be honest with you. The but Bordello and, of Blood is a very good movie. Yes. Yeah, we're going to get into it, you know. Um, again, like I said, this came out a year after um, Demon Knight. Uh Another pretty good cast. Um, there's a lot of people in this movie um, that aren't really well-known actors, but the main actor, you know, actors you know, um, Dennis Miller. I mean, Every, yeah, everybody should know who Dennis Miller is. He's even though you know I was talking to my wife about that. I haven't heard anything from Dennis Miller in a, while. In a very long time. You know, um, my wife's like, "Well, fuck, he's probably in his sixties. He probably retired." And then, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. You got um, Erica Alanak. And at this time, she was doing movies um, mm-hmm. quite often. Yeah. You know who she is. If you look her up, you'll see her yeah. face. Like, oh, it's her. Um, of yeah. Course. And then the ever so lovely Angie Everhart. <laughs> uh, if you don't know who Angie Everhart is, I am sorry. She yes. is absolutely stunning. Yeah, look her up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you've got and then you've got classics like Corey Feldman's and the man Corey Feldman, uh, Chris Sarandon. Um, I, I, it's kind of funny because he's on the list, and I got to bring him up. William Sadler is in this movie. He was Breaker in Demon Knight. Uh huh. He is in this movie, but he's not in the movie. He is in the beginning. <laughs> in the beginning of the movie, and then at the end. He is the mummy that is playing a game with the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's a very cool scene. Because as soon as you see this mummy and you hear him talk, you're like, oh, my God, that's William Sadler. <laughs> yep. And then also you have uh, Phil Fonderico. Fonderico. Yeah. 
who you guys he's he's a um how are we gonna say this a little person <laughs> yeah, yeah and he's been in a he's lot of things a ton of stuff a lot Return of, of the jedi willow, willow i mean i mean the garbage pail kids yes, holy uh, shit he's been on a ton of shit so yeah i mean um the the gist of these uh, actors and characters are well known um <laughs> why why you gotta do that so yeah i mean i had to pull up angie everhart and we were just talking about this movie yes the yes. last action hero with arnold schwarzenegger uh she was in take me home tonight uh just a whole slew of TV shows. TV shows and different things. Yeah, all kinds uh, of stuff. I mean, she just, was fairly active yeah. at this time. I I'd mean, like to be active with her. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Did I just see that out loud? <laughs> Sorry. Well, Sorry. at least you're not doing anything else. Yeah. <laughs> at least keep, I'm just saying it. Keep it to yourself. But, yeah. Ooh, but yeah. Another nine and a half weeks. <sighs> yeah. The mommies. Mm. Oh, look, Bordello of Blood. Oh, I didn't know she was on that. <laughs> Which we're talking about. And so in, in Bordello of Blood, she plays Lilith. Lilith. And so I Go haven't ahead. watched this in a long time. Go ahead. So whenever I heard that name, my wife was sitting in the room with me while I was watching it. She did not watch Demon Knight with me because she was still in bed. I got up at the crack of dawn to watch Demon Knight. Um <laughs> And uh, when they said her name, what was the first thing I thought of? Lilith from the Bible that was the mm -hmm. head of the witches, and mm -hmm. she would, like, steal men's seeds. And, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, wait, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but no, and this, she get that name? She is the mother of vampires. Mm. The original vampire woman. I'd call her mommy. <laughs> Even when she was on the coffin and all grotesque looking, I thought, man, I bet she's going to be hot. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of lifo here, a little uh, bit of this, a little... Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so uh, in the beginning of this, you got Phil, who plays Vincent Prather. Prather, yeah. Prather. Um, he is like a... <sighs> A collector of his of his own. He is going to find this um, this tomb. This tomb, basically, that's yeah. hidden. Uh, and he brings along some people with him. Who he promises we're going to find all this gold and all this yeah. stuff, you yeah. know, and promises them all these great things. Um, they get there, they start to dig, they find this tomb or whatever. They open it up, and lo and behold, there's a corpse in there. Yeah, a very, very rotted corpse. Yes. And some big-ass spiders. I almost turned it off. <laughs> I don't like spiders. He don't do spiders. I don't. I don't. Not at all. So, um, why don't we talk about the link okay. between these two so, movies? One of the first things he does, so, this uh, Vincent Prather, he is he is there for a purpose. He is going to try and resurrect Lilith. So he has a box, and in this box, he has, when he opens it, he's like, oh, I've got her heart 
in this box, and all I've got to do is put her heart back into her body to resurrect her. So he slides the lid of the box open, and you can see the box is uh, in, in four quadrants, mm. and there's a chunk of a heart in each quadrant. So he slowly slides these quadrants out, and the heart like grows back together. And so he takes this heart, and he shoves it inside the corpse, like up through a rib cage, and leaves it in there. Well, as soon as he does that, you know, like all this like veins and stuff start yeah. growing out of the heart and moving around, and it starts pumping. And he's watching it, and all these people are standing around, like, "What the fuck is going on here? What are you doing?" And uh, all of a sudden, the heart stops beating. Yep, and uh, and he's like, "No, this isn't supposed to happen." So he starts beating on her chest now as old as this corpse was the first time he hit it it shattered that thing well maybe not he's maybe maybe not he's a small guy (laughs) (laughs) oh god we're going to hell yay um so anyway all of a sudden uh, the heart starts beating again and flesh starts growing on this body and uh she uh she sits up and immediately plunges her fist through this one of the guys' chest and rips his heart out and takes a big old bite out of it. You know, now this is a corpse, you know. And she takes a big old bite out of it. And as she takes a bite out of it, you see more flesh grow and her face start starting to form back up and blah, blah, blah. And uh, she turns around and looks at Vincent Prather like she's going to kill him. And what does Vincent Prather do? He pulls out the key and shows it to her. The same key from Demon Knight. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, buddy. Are you kidding me? Yeah, so... How the fuck did you get that key? Yeah, what the fuck's going on here? Because I'm going to tell you right now, Jada Pickett-Smith had, had that key. Yeah. So, he... So, he um, shows her the key whatever, and then she's like... that one At this time, the guy's trying to climb out. The last guy's trying to climb out of there through, through the thing, and he... He's like, what if I give you one more? Will you, you know, blah, blah. She's like, anything for you. What did she call him? Daddy or something so, like that? Something like that. Something like, anything for you, daddy, or something like that. And then. Um, and the guy is like, what fuck the fuck are you, you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, boom, Lilith is back, and now it's time for them to uh, take care of business, so to speak. And then this is where it comes to uh, the newer time, and you get to meet. Corey Feldman, who his um, character is uh, Caleb, and his sister, Catherine, which is played by Erica Elenak, and um, she's like this super, super churchy, fucking good girl, I mean, and he's the exact opposite. Right. You know? Right. She's in here, like, on her... um, treadmill or bike or, listening yeah, she's like on a stationary a bike. stationary bike and she's listening to freaking who the hell she's trying to get away from but <laughs> she's not going anywhere and she's listening to this gospel dude all preaching and stuff and all of a sudden she hears her brother's music upstairs fucking blaring yeah. and uh <laughs> and it was fucking metal and it was glorious <laughs> i've learned over my time of watching movies horror movies and stuff i had to pay attention to the background I'm trying to remember now. He had a poster on the wall, and I can't remember what the hell the poster was. And now it's, mm. now it's pissing me off. 
I remembered it when I was watching. I'm like, oh, I got to try to remember that poster. Yeah. And now yeah. I can't. But now I try to catch that in movies. You know, like some movies pay a lot of homage to a lot of mov- other movies through posters or T-shirts or things like that that people are wearing. So. Yeah. <laughs> what are you laughing about? No, I'm just thinking about a scene later on in the movie that we'll get to. <laughs> Well, let's get there already, damn it. <laughs> so now, you know, Lilith, Lilith is back. Uh, we've now met Corey Feldman and his sister. Uh, they get in a little spat at the house because he's wanting to go out, you know, and he's like, it's really funny. Corey Feldman in this movie looked like I did when I was a teenager, you know. I mean, that's the how, that's fucking probably it. Black leather biker jacket, fucking. To be honest, you know, that, I had really long hair, though, back then. That image but, really wasn't different than who he was. Was yeah, really yeah, in real yeah. Life, you know. Yeah. Oh, he but, but you know, when I saw him, though, I did have to giggle because I thought about the him dancing around when he was doing that Angel song or something mm. on somebody's TV show. That was him. Know. His and his, his him and his. Band. What is it? Uh, God dang it! Now you got me. Cor- Corey's Angels, Angels or something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about that because I don't want to throw up. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, he goes out to a bar. And meets up with some buddies of his, and uh, <laughs> that scene where they're throwing darts at the dude, <laughs> and he's like, the one get one of his other buddies, he's like, hey man, I'll give you five bucks if you hit him in the nuts with that, you know? He's like, fuck and that. He's like, five bucks, huh? All right, whatever. And he's like, he's like, how about six? And he's like, ah, oh, six. Okay. Well, then the other buddy on the other side of him's like, I'll give you ten. He's like sixteen you, bucks to hit him in the nuts with a dart. He's like, I'll give you, you know, he's like, I'll give you ten not to hit me in the nuts. Yeah, then the, the, the <laughs> then his buddy, you know, his, like his best friend, I'll give you ten to not hit me in the nuts. He's like, all right. And he's like, all right. Well, guess what? He hits him he's in the nuts with the dart. Nuts. <laughs> it shows him pulling out. Like, dink. Yeah, yeah, that was that's great. Oh, it was fucking classic. But uh, anyway, it was really cool that scene, and I'm. I'm going to start throwing some weird shit like this out there because it really fucking hit me kind of weird watching this movie. Okay. So when when they turn around, like, okay, so the crazy guy at the bar <laughs> comes up to him and is talking to him about, you know, because their plan is they want to get laid. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah. You guys want some. You guys want to get laid. Yeah, you know, and... Uh, when they all turn around to look at him, I don't know why, dude. It just popped into my head. The Lost Boys. They looked. I, I don't know. It's like they were trying to do something. Pay there. homage in it. Pay homage to the way the you know, uh, Kiefer and the boys looked in their vampire pack. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, although the other guys weren't really dressed like. Corey was. It was just a no mind. It was, it, it was like, just whenever whenever you see that and the four of them together, that was the first thing that popped in my head. I'm like, oh my God, it's like the Lost Boys. Yeah. And my wife's like, well, you know, Corey Feldman was in that. I said, yes, honey, I know that. She'd be like, really? What, what do you, no, what, he wasn't. What did he play? It was Corey Haim. Was he like a back, was he like a back actor or something? <laughs> what was going on there? I didn't. Well, and then it was kind of funny because my wife brought this up too because when we finally meet uh, Dennis Miller in this, which he plays a private investigator named Raph, Raph Gutman. <laughs> um, whenever, uh, whenever we finally meet him in this movie, she's like, my wife's like, you know, he does kind of resemble Jason Patrick from 
Lost Boys. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> he did. He kind of did. The same hair and everything. You yeah. Know? But anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Well, you know, like I said, a lot of people pay homage to that. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't put that past Corey Feldman. To do he, something. Yeah, because he yeah. re- he's really big into that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, you know, I, I, Corey Feldman was huge in my childhood. You know, one of my favorite actor, child actors as right. I was growing up. Oh, yeah. Um, everyone has their own personal problems and demons yeah. and things they're dealing with and all kinds of other things. But, you know, um, he is responsible partly for a big part of my childhood and my love for horror movies right. and stuff like that, you know. So. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, for sure, man. For sure. No matter what. For sure. <laughs> No matter but, how goofy he is, I mean, he was a big part of our childhood growing up. Yeah. So, um, but then there, you know, there were other things like using Chris Sarandon as the the evangelist. Well, <laughs> it, it, everybody who knows Chris Sarandon played Jerry Dandridge in uh, mm. uh, Fright Fest Fri- or Fright no, Night. Fright I'm Night. sorry, Fright Night. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, there's just so many different things that you know even chris sarandon some of the stuff he was doing you know it was like it reminded me like when he was standing up on that stage and he was all like oh you know can you dig yeah doing his uh doing his evangelic evangelical however you would say that (laughs) uh, thing it reminded me of uh him standing on the top of the staircase on fright night you know when the, yeah. when the when they break into the house and he's standing up there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean this. Uh, anyway, so many so many different things in this movie. This movie has a ton of nudity. So a ton. Um. Unlike Demon Knight. Oh, Demon Knight had the one scene with well, Dick Miller when he walks into that room. And well, here, well, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Unlike Demon Knight. Um, Demon Knight, you could you could get past that one little the scene yeah, and yeah. you'll be fine. Um, with this one, there's no getting past it. Yeah, there's you know, a lot of nudity. It's everywhere, everywhere. Well, you know, and the gist of the story is is these guys are going to go to a a brothel. Uh, yeah, it's like a party. It's like a invite only party yeah, type thing. And it's really weird because it's on a funeral home. Yeah, I I. I uh, <laughs> the part like and how you get to the freaking um how do you get to where the women are you ask yourself yeah well you got to climb into a casket that then gets put into a incinerator but it like goes a, like a crematorium yeah but then it goes straight through it and then down and it opens up and there's just boobies all over and the place it, it spits you out <laughs> onto the floor and then the girls open the coffin and there's like tits galore it's a great film. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a great movie. Great movie. Um, it's uh, a fun. This one, um, there's not much else to talk about this one. You guys can get into it yourselves and watch it, um, I feel. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, but I will tell you, it's a fun movie for adults to watch if you're into horror and you're into the Hill Tales from the Crypt. And, and the whole, you know, we're telling you about this brothel and everything, this bordello of blood. I mean, that's really not the whole thing to the movie. Yeah, um, there's a Basically, twist it. it's, you know, Lilith is the head mistress of this place, and she's there basically to... 
feed. To feed, and then she's also trying to make money by taking all their shit. Yeah. Uh, after she kills them, which um, which you find out that all the girls in the bordello are vampires. What's that remind you of? <laughs> Taking people shit. That was, that was the other thing. <laughs> that was the other movie. Can I say it? Go ahead. Can I say it? Go ahead. From Dust Till Dawn. Ba-doom, ba-doom, yeah, you know, they were taking all the trucker stuff and doing Wait, all what, this stuff. What, was, and, what did Cheech say? We got pussy, uh, pussy lickers, pussy fuckers, pussy. No, he's stick. like, we got horse pussy, <laughs> oh, cat yeah, pussy, that's a, that's dog pussy. pussy. <laughs> <laughs> if you could find better pussy anywhere else. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is another great movie we need to do sometime. Oh, 100% we will. Uh, and I will be quoting that again. Yes, <laughs> yes. But uh, there was a funny part in here. So it one, you know, so basically, uh, Catherine, uh, Corey Feldman's sister, he has disappeared because he's went to this place and didn't make it out. Um, and she didn't know where he was at, so she went to the police to try and see if they would help her. Well, they wouldn't help her because he hadn't been missing very long. And it just so happens that Dennis Miller's sitting in there, and he, you know, walks up to her, and he says, hey, you know, I'm a private investigator, and she doesn't want anything to do with him. You know, she's trying to get away from him, and he keeps hounding her and hounding her and hounding her. Um, but eventually he talks her into, you know, hey, let me try and help you find your brother, you know, uh, for a cost. You know, you're yeah. going to have to pay me, but... Um, so anyway, that's how he gets involved in this. Um, so he goes searching for her brother. Well, at one point after he's figured out everything that's going on, he goes to her, tells her what's going on. She doesn't believe him and blah, blah, blah. Well, they end up going, uh, going on the hunt for her brother and uh, they're walking through. I remember it was it was classic. They're walking through uh, like a boiler room area, and it's a long hallway. And they're walking through, and he's like, "Man, I don't know, this this is fucking weird. I feel like it's some fucking weird Tales from the Crypt episode or some shit, <laughs> you know." And then all of a sudden, a steam pipe goes off, and he's like, oh, "I'm sorry, I had Mexican." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, so many, so many gags this like that. Is, this, this is film. a fun one. Um, I will tell you, I definitely prefer Demon Knight oh, yeah. over this. Yeah, Demon Knight, sure. they're to both me, good movies. They're both though. good, great. Demon Knight's a great film in my in yeah, my eyes. Yeah, um, it's an A movie. This one, I think, could be considered a B movie for me. Um, however, uh, the production was pretty high on this. You couldn't call it a, a, a B. Yeah, I guess the production a, a level B was an A. Uh, it was an A film. It, it's kind of funny. They spent the same amount of money on this as they did Demon Knight. Yeah. Uh, they spent $13 million. This movie, however, bombed. It only made $5 million. Wow. Yeah, see... Um, I'm just telling you guys, Demon Knight is such a great fucking film. Um, yeah, now, it really is. For horror lovers like us and yeah. for people who love Tales from the Crypt, this is a great film as well. Yeah, Bordello um, of Blood is a fun movie to watch. Fun film. You definitely don't want to watch it with your younger children. Oh, 100%. You know? um, so i got a question for you. And this is for both of them. Okay. Would you like to see either of these remade? No, I don't think you need to. I don't. Th I think that Demon Knight is still such a good film, and it was so well made. 
that there's no reason to remake this movie. I don't think there would be a reason to. However, I love Demon Knight. I don't. I think it's great if it doesn't. I don't know. For me, maybe maybe they can remake it. I don't know. I tell you what I would like. Bordell Blood, I can see being remade. I tell you what I would like. What's that? I would like to see a sequel to Demon Knight. Fuck yes. I think that would be awesome. 100% with you. know, to find that. out who has the key. That is a great idea. You know? That is a great Who's idea. Who's got the key and where are they at? I'm 100%. I'm 100% with you on that. That would be sweet. I would love to mm. see a... Maybe that's why... It, I love Demon Knight so much yeah. um, that it deserves a fucking sequel. Well, it does, but it deserves a good one. Uh, there are so many times where sequels are just... They'll ruin them. May I guys. suggest... Demon Knight 2, James Wan. His darkness that he films things. He does, but I don't know that he'd be the right choice for that. Oh, dude, are you kidding me? No, and hear me out. Think about his films like The Conjuring and mm-hmm. how, you know, Demon Knight is like... It tells a story. It, it does tell a story, but it's not in the vein of creepiness. Does that make sense? I mean, Ye- James yeah. Wan is a very creepy. He'll creep you out without even showing you shit. Who would you like to see? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, James Wan could make this movie, but I don't think that he would be the best choice for that. I just, I, I love the way he films. You know what? Let Zack Snyder make it. There you go. There you go. I I can go with that. Yeah. I could go with that. I, I think I, could I go think with that. he could uh I think he could do it justice. He's got a great film Maybe. coming out soon. I cannot wait. Yeah. Cannot wait, dude. Army of the Dead looks so yes, good, it does. dude. It does. Oh my god. I just worry with Army of the Dead have they showed us everything in the preview. Because they've showed us Oh, I don't so know, much. dude. I don't know, so man. Much. That that's how I don't know, man. Yeah. It looks great. But anyways, oh, it, does. it does. Believe me, I can't wait to see it. I just worry that, uh, fuck, if they, if they, you know, because so many movies do that. They'll show you all the good shit in the previews. Yeah, but you know, usually. Like the last Insidious movie, The Last Key. Mm-hmm. It, all the fucking fantastic a- aspects of that movie, they showed us on the preview. Yeah. The rest of the movie was just like, eh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because you had already shown us all that shit. There was no surprise or. Or anything, you know. I think with this one's just gonna be full of badass, just slaughter yeah. and shit. I, and I really like Dave Bautista too. I mean, oh, I yeah. think, I think uh, he's a good actor. But uh, anyways, guys, um, I want to bring up something else. Oh shit! Hold on a minute. Totally off the cuff here. Okay, never mind, guys. So <laughs> you all know if if you've listened to our show, you know I'm a big fucking gamer. Um, I'm big into video games. I'm not the best gamer in the world, but I love to play them. Uh, I'm pretty excited. We all know that by the time this comes out, it'll be about a week and a half before uh, Village Resident Evil 8 drops. Uh, It comes out May 7th. Uh, Capcom, who has done all the Resident Evil series up to this point, they have slowly been releasing little demos for these for this game and really building the hype for it. Uh, the first one was called Maiden, and it came out a few months ago. 
And it was very cool. There wasn't a lot of action in it or whatever. Let me tell you, yesterday, they dropped the gameplay demo. Um, and so I signed up for it, um, and I played through it last night. The way they did these demos, <clears throat> it was only active for six hours. It started at 6 p.m. and went till midnight, depending on where you live. Mm. What sucked about it was is they only give you a half an hour to play the game. What? So they give you a half an hour. It's a demo. I get it. They give you a half an hour, and then once you're done with your half an hour, you're done. You can't go back and replay it. You can't. You're just done. Okay? But that half hour was fucking amazing. I don't know who did the sound production for this game, but, dude, it pushed my surround sound to the fucking limit. Fuck I was so fucking creeped out playing this fucking demo, dude, because you can hear everything fuck yeah you can dude. hear fucking shit creeping up behind you and fucking i, I mean everything but at one point they put you in a fucking cornfield and you've got you've got something coming at you but you can't quite figure it out until it gets to you it's fucking werewolves dude this new game is going to be off the fucking chain. Damn. This new game has got everything in it. It's fucking... Uh, the main character is this uh, woman named Madame uh, Dimitrescu. She's like the head vampire. And then in the village itself, they've got all these fucking werewolves running around trying to kill your ass. Dude, it was so... The, this fucking demo was so fucking good. I was just like... I was pissed that I couldn't go back and play it again. <sighs> so today, I went and pre-ordered the game because I got to make sure I get it when yeah. it comes out. So what they're doing is, is next Saturday, they're doing another demo that's a half hour um, that will be on the 24th, and it is called The Castle. Um, so I would assume they're going to put you into The Castle. Uh, and then they're releasing a third demo uh, gameplay, or uh, actually a fourth demo, but it's a third gameplay demo on May 1st, and it's an hour-long oh, yeah. demo. So, dude, I am so stoked for this game. I cannot fucking wait. Fucking right, guys. That's cannot awesome, wait. dude. We'll have to, we'll have to do an um, episode on it, oh, the definitely. actual game when it comes definitely. out. and we'll do like, once, once I get that in my hands, I'll, uh, I'll uh, get you over and we'll fucking check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, what's crazy is, is that comes out on the 7th. The 8th, I'm going to St. Louis because uh, our buddy Tanner and I are going to Transworld. Yeah. For the Halloween attraction show. Fuck yeah, dude. So. Right on, man. A lot of good yeah. shit, guys. A lot Got of good cool shit going man. on this year. Hope you guys enjoyed that one. Um, like I said, Demon Knight, Rodell Blood, both great films. You will not be disappointed with Demon Knight if you want to choose a film to watch. That's definitely one. But yeah, guys, we love you. Um, thanks for your support. And um, more importantly, as always, until next time, keep it creepy. creepy.